Hi, this is Brad Humphrey, and today we want to talk about the right machine for the job. Our time today is sponsored by Caterpillar and ForwardConstructionPros.com. And I have two of my subject matter experts back. I call them the A-Team, Lonnie Fritz, Jason Hurtis from Caterpillar. How are you guys doing? Good, Brad. How are you doing today? Uh, it's good to see you guys again. Well, first of all, let's get right into this. This is a great topic. Are contractors buying the right equipment to bid the job effectively? It's harder today than ever because of all the competition. What are your guys' thoughts on the, that particular topic? The majority of the time, no, they're not bidding the right machine for the right job. And I think a lot of manufacturers have done that themselves. It, it depends on what you're doing with the piece of equipment, how long you want to retain it, um, the application that that piece of equipment is in to make sure that you're picking the right machine for the right job. You know, a lot of people think one size fits all. I need a wheel loader. I need a 980. Well, maybe you don't need a 980. Maybe you can do it with a 972 because things have changed over the years as far as size, horsepower, emissions, bucket sizing, B-pins, stick lengths, undercarriage, etc. So you really need to retake a look at your fleet. But Jason, you know as well as I do, some of these contractors are trying to, they're trying to get as much for their money as they can, right? You guys know that. So if, you know, is it one of those deals where are they buying maybe too small or too large of a piece of equipment when they think it can handle different variety of work when really it can't? Lonnie? Yeah, and I think Part of that is, too, is uh, the contractor's going to, when we talk about bidding yeah. a project, they're going to look at what's available in their fleet to start with. Uh, they're going to try to utilize those assets that they have in their fleet um, to get the best bang for their buck there and then go on from there. So when they're looking at replacing a machine or a portion of their fleet or their entire fleet, that's when they really need to take a hard look at all the choices that are available today in the market because we're bringing more products to the market now than ever before. Yeah. Um, we always brought a premium branded product to the market and we still do that today. However, we're given more choices of machines in various configurations, fuel efficiencies um, based on utilization and what the contractor is actually trying to accomplish. So it is not no longer a one size fits all industry. Well, you're heading on something. Let's dig a little deeper on that. What what should be some of the considerations or choices for what they're looking to purchase or lease? What, sure. what should they be looking at? Yeah, just to underscore a key term there, and that was utilization. Right. You know, um, am I getting paid more by the hour where I'm really sensitive to the hourly cost of that machine? Is it, you know, not as fully utilized um, or is it more of a machine in production? I like to use the example, a lot of customers that I meet um, in our travels out in the industry and customer facing role, and that is the underground utility contractor. Think of the excavator that is the pace setter. That machine is more set on the production Okay, the hourly production. If the machine is not excavating the trench, getting the box in and laying the pipe, right. then everything else is held up. The support machine there is more of the wheel loader, supporting with the materials, the trench backfill, the bedding, the pipe, and et cetera. So along those lines, um, what we really look at is utilization, application, the appetite for technology, um, the material type. Is it stiffer material, softer material? So we now have products that match up with those applications more so than ever before. Jason, when you guys do that, though, what I think is so special about Caterpillar is you guys really do help a contractor do more of an analysis, do, don't you? To yeah, decide what piece of equipment is really best for their utilization. Yeah, I mean, our dealers or Caterpillar will go in, they'll work with, with the contractor, work with the customer directly in their application and make recommendations on what would be the best. 
Um, as Lonnie mentioned, we do have choices today in the same size class that you knew before. So let's pick on wheel loaders for a minute. A five-ton wheel loader, we have a premium uh, M series, if you will, and then we also have a GC. Well, the GC is the same as the M. It's a five-ton wheel loader. has a little bit different characteristics, but it has a lot less technology. So for an operator that may or may not speak English, um, one that's new to the market, you get in, it's got a steering wheel, two levers, it goes to work. Compare that to the M, you have to set it up. It's got automatic features here, automatic features there. But, but for the more co sophisticated contractor, though, that may be perfect. That would be perfect. Right. But, you know, as Lonnie <clears throat> mentioned in his example, if you just need something to replace shovels in a wheelbarrow, you know, the, the GC may be that perfect machine for you and still give you the life, the reliability, the durability that you'd expect from, from an OEM type manufacturer. But it doesn't have all the bells and whistles. And it obviously comes at a different cost point that you can put into your bidding, which changes your financials. Absolutely. Lonnie, do you have anything else on that from a from a cost standpoint as well? Because you and I both know when it gets down to it, the contractor is still limited to what their capital is or their their budget is. Yeah. So we would look at cost specifically. Um, you know, with our machines, as Jason mentioned, the GC, um, which does not stand for anything. It's just an identifier within Caterpillar. Um, to be clear, um, those machines come in at a lower price point. Okay. Um, again, the customer that is sensitive to cost per hour, that lower utilization, where the more fully featured, fully configured machines, such as an XE or a traditional um, machines, um, they come in at a higher price point, have the ultimate ultra fuel efficiency, looking for those high production with all that technology on it that really drives down unit and overall cost. So again, um, using the expertise both at our dealers as well as internally to Caterpillar, um, doing site evaluations, really looking at what the customer is trying to accomplish. What is the task? What is the goal you're trying to achieve here? We feel we have the right tool for the right job. Again, more choices than ever before. So we want to make sure that our machines are aligned with the task and the objectives of our customers. Well, and that larger contractor that, that that's purchasing the equipment, the larger they are, the more sophisticated they typically are in terms of what they know from a you know, utilization fee. I mean, they're tracking, you're, they're tracking your own equipment and all those kind of things. Do you guys actually help? And I haven't thought about this before. Do you guys actually help even set up what they might track number wise to see how efficient the equipment is? I mean, is it, is it hitting the targets that Caterpillar might even say that they're hitting? Yeah. I think in today's economy and the competitiveness and everything, you, you need to do that. I mean, after you own the machine, that's just part one, you know, part two, you need to track your hours. You need to track fuel. You need to track maintenance. So then you really get your final cost per ton or cost per yard, and you can also figure out your ROI. And we can help with, with all that from a parts pricing, service maintenance cost, fuel, either uh, directly with the customer or using telematics offboard. You can get a lot of that information as well. Yeah, and to that point, Jason, you know, customers today are more data rich than ever before. Yeah. So, you know, as our machines are coming out of the factory standard with product link boxes on it that push that information, that machine data into the back office into our vision link platform, they are covered with data in a good way you know, with fuel, location, utilization, idle time, and all those great things that tie into maintenance where they can really pinpoint down to what is the hourly cost of this machine. That helps them estimate and bid more effectively, more accurately for the next job, leading to greater profitability. So it helps them take that deeper dive into what is that foot of pipe in the ground actually costing me or that ton of aggregate put down as base course. All right, let's, let's, and I'm going out on the limb just a little bit. Let, let's, Let's set some parameters. Let's just summarize a little bit of what we've talked about. 
Because I think you're right. The days of the contractor that's just tracking uptime and downtime, I mean, those days are, I mean, we're defining uptime and downtime now in, in multiples, right? There's a lot of metrics involved with some of that. What, in your mind, for a contractor, what should be their top? And I was, I use the analogy of the, of the scorecard. I always have told the contractors that I work with, you should have a scorecard not only on your cruise performance, but on your equipment. What might be three to five, and I know I'm putting you guys on the spot here, but you're the experts. What are three to five measurements that would be worth tracking for many contractors when it comes to utilization, making sure they're getting the best out of their equipment? Yeah, I think you, the key word there is uptime. You know, the more customers, even dealers I speak to, and in my past experience, you know, in the heavy highway construction industry is it's uptime. You know, use the analysis of if, you, if your vehicle is down and it goes to the shop, you get an Uber, you have a friend bring you to work, your day goes on. It is not that easy for our customers in the industry. Okay. If the excavator's down, the wheel loader's down, they are down until they can have a machine replace it. So I would say one of those key metrics, Brad, that they're looking at is uptime. It's a teeter-totter. So they are still measuring that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uptime is their first thing. That's where they're leveraging, you know, availability of service, the dealer network, because uptime to them is everything. It is more critical now than ever before because projects are what? They're completion dates. Working day contracts are over. So they're being held to liquidated damages, lane rentals and things, because machines are down, the work is not getting done. That's right. So uptime is huge. They're looking at overall owning and operating cost. Owning cost is a necessary evil, right? We have the acquisition cost in the beginning. It's operating cost. What can I control? Not so much as the revenue and the unit price is going up with the work they're performing these days. So they get it on the other side of the operating cost. If they can have that, control that operating cost and drive it down, Therefore, their profitability is going up. So those several things that they're looking at, again, is utilization, availability, driving down operating cost. Jason, from your standpoint, because I know you're out in the field and you're dealing with contractors, what are they overlooking? When it, what, what are they not paying attention to, especially in the area of measurement? What should they be tracking that they're not? I think they're tracking a lot of things. I, I think they're tracking maybe the wrong things or not deep enough in the right okay. things. For for example, hours. You know, they look at the overall hours of a machine and say, it worked eight hours today. Well, you have working hours and runtime hours. So you need to look at that a little bit finer and a little bit more of an aggregate. Same with fuel. Yeah. You know, they'll say it burned 10 gallons an hour today. Well, how much of that was idle time? Because you can get all that data and all that information. You need to start going to the next level so you can really start dissecting your operation, your application, and then dissecting your operators. Because a lot of that will highlight, do I have a machine problem? Mm. Do I have an application problem? Or do I have an operator training opportunity? And that data will tell you that. So they need to get to the next level or the or the third level down. And that'll really start to help them in, improve the efficiency of their business. Lonnie, I know you want to chime in on this. Give us your insights on on Jason's comments, especially regarding the uh, what the contractors need from a training and all that kind of stuff. Yes, there's an opportunity there, and I just want to touch on effective utilization. You know, what are contractors? What what could they be measuring a little bit more to increase increase that profitability? Right. And that is when machines are being effectively utilized. What do we mean by that? When we're out doing those site evaluation assessments is that value added work. That's right. Machines that are not just incurring costs, but actually helping the bottom line in achieving those progress quantities, getting the work done that is set out to do. So along the training side of things, there's a lot of training opportunities out there today. And is basically 
helping the management team bring in the right resources at the right time to stay on budget, you know, under budget ahead of schedule are the two key things that any management team in construction is trying to accomplish. Harder today than ever before, but a well-trained workforce is going to pay those dividends. Um, being in, making sure we are getting full utilization out of the machine by knowing all those creature features we like to That's call right. them in the cab because the, the machines, again, today are so sophisticated in a good way with right. ease of use features and options um, that they will really do a lot of those semi-automated features for you. Mm -hmm. And if the workforce is trained on those, um, again, they will be getting everything out of that asset that that owner has struck the check for and is looking to get their ROI back from that asset. Well, I know some of the better distributors in, in at least in the United States that I know of who are doing this with their, with their contractors, their customer, right? And these guys appreciate it. They need it. Not all of them are as sophisticated as they probably should be in metrics and measuring productivity. And I think you're right. For a lot of these guys, they just, you know, let's turn the machine on and start working without any any care about the the, the measurements and the utilization uh, performance results they're getting on that. And I think the more educated they are on that, the better it'll make Caterpillar, of course, but it also helps the contractors. These guys really need it because they are just beating their brains out with competition. And so they every, every minute really does count from a utilization standpoint. Yeah, if they're not measuring it, they don't know where they're at, so they can't improve upon it. That's exactly you know, and, right. and if they're not measuring it as the work is happening or shortly after having to say to yesterday's progress or even this morning's progress so we can adjust any issues this afternoon, yeah. when do they realize that they weren't hitting those targets yeah. when it's too late and the job is over? That's exactly right. So near real time, and we're creating more tools every day right. with our advanced productivity suite and trying to help contractors measure what's going on now so we can implement change and improvements later. Well, this has been great, guys. Uh, Lonnie and, and Jason, thank you so much for being a part of this. The, the right machine for the job for contractors is probably one of the, certainly one of the most significant decisions you make because of the cost associated. So hopefully the information here will, will help you in that sense. And, and as always, make sure that the things you're listening to, put it to work, put it to use. Don't, don't just sit, sit on it, but go ahead and do something with that. As we close out, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen with us today. And also, by the way, I wanted to share with you, Caterpillar has some great podcasts and web webcasts that are going on as well. So make sure you go to their page to check those things out for additional information. This is Brad Humphrey, and I want to say on behalf of ForConstructionPros.com and Caterpillar, thank you for taking part in this podcast. We hope it's been helpful to you. Use the things you've been listening to. Let's put it to work. Have a great day.